Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller on Zoom. We're back on Zoom because we have people from all over the state on this podcast. Um, we're joined by our angler educators. We have Jan Nemec with Western Nevada, Abby Zarnecki with Southern Nevada, and Nicole Hamlin for Eastern Nevada. So thank you all for joining us. It's good to have you here. It's good to see all of your faces, <laughs> since I don't always get to see you. You as well. <laughs> and um, Jan, you actually came up with this idea. Um, I mean, we do with the general fishing podcasts a few times a year anyway, but um, it's our 25 days of fish miss celebration. And we thought this would be a good one, especially this time of year to show how diverse Nevada's waters are in the different parts of the state. For example, in Eastern region, some of them are frozen over making for great ice fishing. Um, we have bass in Southern Nevada. We just have so many different types of waters. So I just wanna jump in and talk to all of you about the fishing conditions you're seeing in your region. So Jan, since this was your idea, let's kick it off with you. How is fishing looking in Western Nevada? Excellent, absolutely. Um, just like you said, we are very, very diverse. Um, Western Nevada, the first thing I think I always like to point out is the Truckee. Um, just like we have ice fishing out east right now and our rivers fishing out west, and then uh, a lot of the urban ponds I know down south are, are fishing pretty well right now. Um, the Truckee is almost kind of two rivers in one. Um, and we have uh, from Reno going upstream, um, it's lower water, um, more typical of pocket water, um, kind of a different river, um, more characteristics of those uh, high, um, high elevation um, rivers, uh, lots of pine trees, lots of, um, lots of bubbles. Um, whereas going east from, the, from Reno, um, we have kind of a completely different river. Um, it really flattens out. Um, it, it tends to get warmer. So winter fishing can be incredible. Um, so when the, the cold really sets in, kind of like it has this winter, I feel like this is the first year in a while that we've had kind of a, a true winter, or at least out west here, um, a good start to it at least. Um, we, have, we have the ability to fish most of the winter um, out east. So river again tends to warm up. Um, you know, a lot of the other rivers in the area, we have anchor ice, we have, they freeze. We have a lot of issues with, with ice, but out east kind of tends to, tends to stay free. Um, and it has been, um, I think on fire probably is about the best way to explain it. Um, and, and that goes for actually through town, through Reno kind of going east um, out on the Truckee. Uh, it's been incredible. Um, the streamer bite for fly fishermen has been amazing. Um, and then there's a lot of guys fishing uh, similar to that, plugs, rapalas, um, those type of items. Deeper runs, deeper pools, so kind of looking for, for deeper water. The river's pretty low right now. Um, it's about 100 CFS, which is definitely lower than normal. However, that's not fishable. Um, it tends to concentrate fish, so I feel like that in every one of our fisheries, when we get those lower flows in the wintertime, it, it really concentrates, concentrates fish. So um makes it a little unfair sometimes but hey it's nice to have the advantage um in addition to the car or the trucky 
Um, Carson River um, is definitely low right now. That one's cold. We probably won't see that one pick up um, until a little bit later in the year. Um, as we get some more rain and a little runoff, that one, that one will really pick up. Um, Walker River going further down south, um, that one has fished um, pretty good up to this point. Again, low, um, just like the rest of them, but that concentrates fish. So I think that one's a DFS right now, which makes it challenging, um, but the rewards down there are incredible. Um, you know, in addition to that, our lakes, um, we always have Squaw Creek. There's a warm water inlet at, at uh, the inlet at Squaw Creek uh, Reservoir. Um, so you can always find typically open water there. Um, other than that, I think we're all looking forward to um, uh, the Hinkson Slough opener for sure. Um, we kind of have a party for that every year. That's February 11th, if you want to write that one down now. Um, but we'll take the special events trailer out, all kinds of goodies and giveaways. And that's the season opener. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Mason Valley, um, Wildlife Management Area, there is a fishery out there called Hinkson Slough. And it is, um, it's a slough, the deeper slough, um, lots of tulies, lots of grass. Um, it's pretty easy to fish from shore. And it tends to be the, the kickoff uh, for our trout season. So we have just incredible, I can't remember the last time it, it wasn't good for the season opener there. So um, special regulations don't allow for bait. It does require um, single barbless artificial and flies. Um, but uh, we caught plenty of fish on both flies as well as uh, single barbless lures out there last year. So Rapala's, or not Rapala's, excuse me, we did well on rooster tails and some of the mets type stuff. Um, I think that's probably most of my area. Um, we definitely have Tahoe. Um, that's going to pick up from boats. Uh, I know the max will move up and we'll see a lot of the larger fish in shallow or at least um, within the top 100 feet. So I know a lot of guys get excited about this time of uh, season with that. Um, yeah, lots of good fishing opportunity. And one thing I noticed with all the waters you mentioned is a lot of them are close to home and easy to get to. So Definitely. yeah, that's a, one benefit of fishing in Western Nevada. And also you said it's almost like cheating because the fish get so concentrated. But I think that goes to show um, some people, I feel like they don't relate winter and fishing together, but clearly. Definitely. There are a lot of good, some good benefits to fishing in the winter. That's for sure. That is for sure. Get out there. Um, I think we'll go to Nicole next. Speaking of winter fishing, it doesn't get much more winter than fishing in eastern Nevada where some waters are frozen. Yeah, you guys are right. And as Jan mentioned, we have had a good introduction to winter. It has been cold. It has been unseasonably cold in November and kind of mirroring that in December now, which is good news for a lot of our ice anglers um, because the waters are icing up a little bit sooner than usual. Um, a little bit later, we can talk about some ice safety, but it is true. The waters um, at some of our hotspots are icing over. I'll go down the list a little bit with some of our hotspots. Uh, Wild Horse Reservoir, that's a big hotspot for us. This last Tuesday, Wild Horse State Recreation Area reported six and a half inches of ice um, right at their state boat ramp. So going by our guidelines, that's over the recommended four inches for ice fishing, walking, that kind of stuff. So people are starting to get out and about. That is a really popular fishery for trout and perch for winter fishing. Um, trout are expected to be 18 inches and over. 
been great surveys this year. Um, perch, perch, there are a lot of perch in wild horse. However, there was a die off earlier this year. So the perch fishing is expected to be slower. Um, as far as targeting both of those species, um, with the two rod allotment, um, we recommend that you try two different things at the same time, figure out what's working, whether the first one be, you know, just dead sticking a night crawler, the second one be jigging a little bit deeper. Um, you'll find out what's working. And once you find that hot spot, sometimes that action is just constant. Um, another recommendation, if you're not getting any bites at that hole, sometimes moving just 10, 15 feet away to a, another spot changes everything. If you are looking to target trout, um, we recommend about two to six feet under the ice. Um, and then if you're looking more for the perch, 10, 20, a little bit deeper, especially when you're jigging. Um, as far as some other fisheries here in the Eastern region, we have South Fork Reservoir, and that's a little bit closer to Elko and Spring Creek, less drive time than wild horse would be. However, the ice isn't as consistent and reliable as wild horse is. Once our wild horse ice is up, it's, it's pretty consistent throughout the season. South Fork's a little so slower to start, um, but it's getting there. Again, with the cold temperatures, it's definitely getting there. The last report that we got from our fisheries biologist is that it was about 85% covered. Um, I've seen reports of people out ice fishing, but I'm not confident to say that it's over that minimum ice thickness for us yet, but it shouldn't be long. Again, South Fork is gonna be a great place for catching trout. All of the warm water species, obviously that action slowed off for the, for the winter. And if Eastern region is big, so if you're not even close to us and you're in Ely, there's Cummins. Um, and Cummins is also a great spot, even if you're coming up from Vegas, it's a kind of in between us for an ice fishing hot spot. Um, and again, it's definitely starting to ice over. It's getting there, um, but that's that's a fun fishery as well. And um, they actually have a derby and that's coming up here. I think it's the Ely Rotary Club. It's not an Endow sponsored event. However, there will be some Endow staff out there, some law enforcement fisheries biologists and some conservation educators um, to be out and about in supporting the derby. And that would be January 28th, if you're interested in that. Um, and then even kind of opposite of Ely, if you're way north, let's say you're Wells, West Endover, jackpot kind of area, you could head up to Jake's Creek Reservoir. And that's off the 93, kind of halfway between Wells and jackpot. And there, that's also great for trout. Um, last we heard, it was iced over, still gaining in thickness. Um, and that's a good spot for trout, rainbow trout, 10 to 16 inches is pretty typical. The catch rate might be a bit slower than anglers are used to this year. Um, with the drought conditions, the fall stocking stopped a little short. Um, so the catch rate might be a little bit slower, but still a great opportunity, especially if you're up north and, and not quite ready to drive all the way down somewhere else. Um, I think that about wraps up our hot spots. A little bit later, we can go into some ice fishing safety though for all of those waters. Perfect. There's so many different waters. We're not even two poor Abby's sitting there on mute and hasn't even talked yet. And we'll probably go to our break, Abby, before coming to you. But I feel like that just goes to show how many waters are in our dry state of Nevada. People don't always um, realize how many waters we have. So um, let's get into Southern region. Right after this quick break, we will hear from Abby. Um, 
that does it for this half of Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're joined by our angler educators from across the state. We have Jan Nemec out of Western Nevada, Abby Zarnecki out of Southern Nevada, and Nicole Hamblin out of Eastern Nevada. So we heard about all of the great fishing in Northern Nevada. Um, we heard about Western region conditions from Jan and Eastern region conditions from Nicole before the break, but we haven't even got to or Abby in Southern Nevada, and um, a lot of people are down there excited for good fishing. So do you want to fill us in on the fishing conditions there right now? Yeah, definitely. It's pretty much everything you can fish for. Um, Lake Mead, the Colorado River, so we have a lot of warm water species there, and the water's still warm. I actually got to go out on my kayak on Sunday and do some bass fishing. So that was pretty epic. Uh, planning on going out again this weekend while um, weather conditions seem to be okay. We'll see tomorrow morning. Um, but we also get to do trout fishing because the pond, um, our urban fisheries are all cooled off. So with the water going down just enough in the smaller waters around town, um, all of our um, residents are very excited to be uh, fishing for trout again. So we started that last month um, and it's been pretty regular. Everybody's been catching overall. Um, everybody's been excited. And then um, we did get our stocking up at Cold Creek. Uh, so you kind of can get out of town a little bit and still fish for trout, but still close to home. And um, and enjoy that up there. Um, great fly fishing opportunities in the ponds. Uh, we've been having classes regularly um, and they've been filling up. So that's pretty exciting to see everybody getting back out and enjoying some new ac outdoor activities. Um, but we do have a little bit of ice fishing up north, but I'll save that to the very end. And then Nicole can go into stuff. Um, we also have Kirch. It's only two and a half hours. I feel like people forget about it. Um, the thing to remember with Kirch Wildlife Management Area and all those ponds is sometimes they freeze over. It is still duck hunting season up there. And um, the afternoon winds can be pretty treacherous. So just making sure that if people go out on the water that they are watching for the weather conditions. Um, but um, usually it's warm enough in that area that the sun's bright enough that um, it doesn't actually freeze. Most of the waters don't actually freeze over, so you can still fish that. Um, so uh, you can get out and still do trout, bass, and crappie fishing just a couple hours north. Um, but bass fishing, yeah, definitely circle back to that real quick, has been pretty awesome still um, along the river. Lots of smallmouth bass. We did some surveys, so um, they are not too far from shore. 
Um, they're definitely still pretty deep and just chilling. So um, kind of like Nicole said with some of the other fish, if at first the first um, option doesn't work, try something else. It might be the color, they might need smacked in the head <laughs> with that uh, worm or crawdad. So um, they're just lazy and cold down there. They are warm water fish that we're trying to get. Um, but they're still there and they do love chase, um, eating our threadfin shad, which is our natural food source for them on the lake. And that's still an option to take a net and try to get some of the natural bait to fish with on Lake Mead. Awesome. Yeah. I love how there's, there's so many options for anglers. There's warm water fishing, cold water fishing, um, to the extreme of ice fishing. <laughs> so, uh, and Abby, you mentioned that some of the water's there freezing over too. I think that might be a good segue back to Nicole for some ice fishing safety, and then we'll come back to everyone else for some more tips too. Nicole, want to fill us in on ice fishing safety? Yeah, definitely. So, first and foremost, no ice is guaranteed to be 100% safe. It just never is. It's the name of the game. Ice is dangerous. There's a lot of water underneath you and it is cold. So I'm going to share some guidelines and some recommendations, but always exercise caution. Don't believe what someone else told you. You always need to, you know, check for yourself. Um, we recently just published a ice safety guide on our social media pages. You can find that on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's a graphic that'll be exactly what I'm talking about, but we start off with less than four inches, stay off the ice. And for all of these measurements of ice thickness, I'm talking about new clear ice, just the ice, not slush, not packed snow on top of it, just the ice. Um, greater than four inches, walking, fishing um, at about eight inches, ATVs, snowmobiles, 12 inches, small vehicles, 15 and greater medium pickup trucks. However, the Nevada Department of Wildlife does not recommend anyone driving on ice. Um, these are just guidelines. If that is something that you are going to proceed with, um, you're proceeding at your own risk, these are guidelines that you should follow. Um, ice thickness, ice, it can change in a blink of an eye. Again, um, this beginning of the season and the end of the season are the most dangerous um, while the ice is forming and while it is thawing. Um, like we've talked about, it has been cold. It's been a really good start to winter. So a lot of our fisheries are icing up before Christmas, which is a little bit unusual. We're usually kicking off ice fishing into January, into February. Um, so there's our, there are opportunities arising a little bit earlier, but while you're out there, um, be safe, be prepared. Some things you could bring that are going to be helpful in the event of an emergency, ice claws. Um, these are something kind of like a seatbelt. If you're not actually wearing them when the accident happens, it, there's no use. So these ice claws, um, there's some different kinds, but some of them, they'll kind of thread through the sleeves of your jacket. They're right there at your wrist. So if you go down, they're already at your wrist, at the ready, and you can claw out on the ice. You can have a rope ready for someone else who has fallen. If you are trying to help someone else, you need to keep that safe distance. You don't want the rescuer to become another victim as well. Slip, slips and falls, a big thing as well. You can wear crampons on your shoes, make sure you have the appropriate footwear. And then kind of going from footwear is appropriate clothing. Um, layers are great, bring extra layers and then bring clothes in addition to the ones you're wearing. If you do get wet, if someone does fall, 
to have that extra change of clothing can also be a lifesaver. Um, a little bit less scary, um, bring sunglasses, bring goggles. It is bright. It is bad for your eyes to be out on the ice for that long without any protection. Similarly, you can still get sunburned in the winter, especially with all of that light around you. Um, so those would be my top recommendations. Awesome recommendations. And yeah, sometimes it is those little things people, sometimes they're so worried about following the big ice fishing safety tips that they forget the little things like sunscreen and sunglasses, which is also not fun to be sunburned. So um, Jan and Abby, do either of you have any winter fishing tips you want to give to anglers? Any additional tips? She covered it pretty good, but oh, we do have ice fishing opportunities up at Eagle Valley and sometimes at Echo Canyon State Parks. Um, so definitely try it out. Um, if again, like power bait, night crawlers are always good to try. Um, getting a spoon to keep the hole clear so that it doesn't freeze up. Um, that was a, another one I learned about this year uh, since ice fishing isn't that common down here. Um, and even trying different kinds of jigs are great. And um, we've had some years where trout actually weren't biting, but crappie were. So um, it's always fun just to see. And then Nicole's awesome pictures of perch a few years ago when she got to Elko was pretty awesome too. So it's fun seeing all the different, not always trout to catch in the winter and with ice fishing. You bring up a good point. It is our 25 days of Fishmas celebration. So send in photos. You could um, message us on Facebook and Instagram and just a direct message. And we're taking photos and we're sharing them for everyone to see. So um, thanks for bringing up pictures, Abby. <laughs> um, Jan, I saw you off mute. I don't know if there, yes. <laughs> um, you know, just throw in a couple extra tips, I guess the, the little that I got here. Um, I know, uh, you know, a lot of people get deterred uh, by dirty water. So, you know, as we start to kind of warm up or, you know, even with this next storm that we're supposed to get, it's supposed to start as rain. So we'll likely see the river go up and get a little bit dirty. And um, a, lot of, a lot of times that, that keeps people away. And I just wanted to throw out there that that is actually a pretty good time um, to fish. So um, a lot of times in the winter, especially late winter, we get those, those rainstorms um, and, you know, not the flooding, melt the snow kind of storm, but we just get a little extra water in the river. Um, and that can really stimulate the bite. Um, that can, can make it really, really good. Um, and that's, that's the time to start throwing worms. So whether it's San Juan worms or worm worms uh, with bait, that's, that's the time once we start to kind of go into that dirty, dirty, dirty water. Good advice. And um, in the spirit of Fishmas, I think we're going to be doing a whole gift giving podcast. That's our plan anyway, at this point, we'll see. But um, for now, in the spirit of Fishmas, I still think it's appropriate to throw out a few gift ideas. Can we go around to each of you and each of you tell us a gift that you either appreciated that you got as an angler or a gift idea for to give for people to give anglers? Um, or Jan, you're off. Uh, yeah, who do we go to? All of you are unmuting. You guys are all excited to give gift ideas. <laughs> no, Jan, I'm just gonna. Go to you. <laughs> I'm gonna stick on the uh, the cold theme. Um, I'm kind of all about base layers this year. So, just in case anybody that uh, is buying for me this year, um, I want warmth. Um, so I'd love some really warm thermals. 
<laughs> um, some good base layers. I think that's an incredible gift this year, especially with it being so, so cold. So some smart clothing for me. Um, I'm big on the um, fingerless wool gloves too. So you get electrical warmth. Um, you also get that warmth when they get wet. Um, you cannot keep a pair of fishing gloves dry. So um, I love the wool gloves. They kind of work with you and not against you. Um, good stuff. Definitely good stuff. Warmth is key for me this year. Yeah, and that applies to a lot of other things too outdoors. It's not even just good angler gifts. So good idea. Abby, you've been excited to share one with us. Yes. Um, as much as I hate advertisements on social media, they actually got me to give a great gift also. And that is, um, I won't say the name specifically, but um, unless we're, I don't know, are we allowed to? It's okay. You can. Um, okay. So hopefully nobody listens to this, but um, that person, but there is an awesome fishing pole by Toadfish and it's malt, uh, you can interchange it. And so as much as like a, an amazing pole is at the, at the store, like $150 or so, um, they had a sale. I mean, so it is normally like 200, but you're getting like four fishing poles in one and you can change them out. It's a two piece rod and you can change out the tips for light, medium and heavyweight actions. Um, so, and it all comes in a traveling case. So it is awesome for year round. And if you travel, you can take it with you, um, east, west coast, north and south. And then actually for my birthday, which is right before Christmas, I got an awesome fish cleaning table. Um, so as silly as that is, <laughs> my mom thought it was pretty funny that I'm the only girl that you could get something like that for. But um, yeah, it has two sinks. Um, you add the water, you literally have a sink option and a drain. Um, and then there's a hole for your garbage and waste and everything like that. It comes with everything you need. So pretty excited to get that one out and have some fish for dinner. That's a new one we haven't heard before. So I like that idea. That's a good one. Nicole, do you have any? Yeah, I'll, I'll finish it up here. I'm with Jan about being warm. I want the tent. I want the buddy heater. I want someone with a pot of chili waiting for me. Mm -hmm. um, however, all those um, all that equipment can, it can get expensive. Um, so if you're looking for something a little bit smaller, this route or this year, I went down the route of stocking stuffers, especially in Elko and Ely and small towns like this, our equipment sells out fast. Um, so anytime I'm in the store and I see for one red hooks, red hooks are a, a big time, good time ice fishing for trout, for perch, um, grab a couple of those and putting those in some stockings. Same with jigs. Everyone likes to have that extra tackle, that extra gear that once you're out on the ice two hours from town, if you don't have it, you don't have it. So to have that back up and just a good supply going and for someone to help you out with that as a gift, um, that'd be my recommendation. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us. That was so many good gift ideas at the end. I wasn't even expecting that. And then also just a lot of good tips for anglers. So we appreciate all of you for joining us and we'll have to get all of you in person one of these days. That would be fun. So thank you everyone. And thank you everyone for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.